You have a new baby and everything is baby, baby, baby. At some point, you'll find a desperate need to have an adult conversation about what's going on outside of your house, diapers, spit up, and breastfeeding. How do you navigate the unfamiliar territory of the first weeks of life at home with a newborn without falling into loneliness and isolation? I'm Nikki Helms, postpartum doula and birth educator, and this is Parent Savers, episode 39. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I am your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents from the baby years to the toddler years. We are so lucky to have amazing experts on our show, so shoot us an email or call our hotline and we'll get your questions answered. We also have a free app, a free newsletter. You can like us on Facebook, send us an email or call our hotline, get my Facebook numbers up. Come on, everyone. I know you're all on Facebook out there. So there's so many ways to be a part of our show. Did you miss an episode that's been archived or you want to keep talking to the expert once the show stops? We have a Parent Savers Club where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive content and so much more. So jump on in the conversation. I am a new parent myself, my son Carson. He just turned two and I'm joined by three new parents here in the studio. My name is John O'Reill. I'm a freelance writer and PR consultant, live here in San Diego, and I have three boys. I'm an experienced parent and a new again parent. They're five, three, and 18 months old. My name is Jerry Butanda. I'm 31. I'm a speech pathologist. I have one daughter. Her name is London. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Lampier. I'm 25 years old. I'm a yoga teacher and an esthetician, and I have one daughter, Angelica, who is 13 months. Before we start today's show, here's Jennifer Shear with tips on how to survive the emotional side of parenting. Hi, Parent Savers. I'm Dr. Jennifer Shear, a clinical psychologist with a practice in San Diego. One of my specialties is working with women during pregnancy and throughout the transition to motherhood. Today's segment is about transitioning between your professional and maternal mind. I refer to professional mind as the part of us that can plan, organize, prioritize, and problem solve. It involves our executive functioning. When speaking of the maternal mind, I am referring to the ability to be fully in the moment with your baby. Mindfulness is the term that describes this experience of being in the moment, and that is what being with baby is really about. Activities that help develop mindfulness are especially beneficial during pregnancy. These can be yoga, swimming, gardening, hiking, being with nature or with animals. Repeated experiences that help you feel centered and present. These are mind rehearsals for learning how to access this part of yourself so you can really engage with your newborn and your own experience of early motherhood. Another way to access this maternal state of mind is to emerge yourself in sensory experiences. Think baby powder on freshly bathed baby bottoms. Feel satin and silkies against your skin. Taste banana and pumpkin, mango and peach. Listen to seashells, soak toes in sand. Awaken the part of you that perceives through touch, taste, smell, sight, and sound. This is how we attach with our babies, exactly through these sensory experiences. Hold baby and hold these senses alive. The ability to move back and forth between your professional and maternal mind is so important as a parent. 
We want to be able to curl up with baby, skin to skin, and snuggle, and also organize and prepare a diaper bag to survive outside the house for a few hours. You have the capacity to access many states of mind through mental observation and focusing attention. While you're busy capturing photo moments of baby on the camera, snap mental moments of yourself as well. This will help develop the flexibility to be able to both manage the moment and be in it as well. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, and be sure to listen for more episodes on how to thrive as a new parent. Today on Parent Savers, we have Nikki Helms, postpartum doula, and she's here to talk with us about isolation after a new baby. So I've heard you refer to it in the past. What is the fourth trimester? Um, The fourth trimester is a phrase that I picked up from Dr. Harvey Karp, who wrote The Happiest Baby on the Block. And what he basically refers to that as as the first three months after the baby was born, so the first three months outside of the womb. Um, It's really a whole family adjustment period. So everybody's getting used to having a new baby in the house and what their roles look like now that the baby has actually been born. Mm -hmm. So what do you see as... You know, in generally speaking, the physical, mental, emotional state of new parents. Um, in that first fourth yeah, trimester. in that fourth trimester. Yeah. I mean, we know the baby's developing still, but how are parents? Um, they're extremely exhausted. They are really. What? <laughs> I know, unheard of, right? They're extremely exhausted. They're anxious. They're confused. They're getting information from all sides. They're not sure who's right, who's wrong, what to do. Um, and oftentimes, they're just trying to keep a lot of balls in the air. They're trying to keep the baby happy. They're trying to keep other children happy if they have them. They're trying to keep each other happy and everybody's just really sensitive it's a very sensitive time to be in the house we had a comment on our facebook page from samantha bay and she said she went from having a ton of people checking on her through the night visiting and then nothing to three week to just the three of them at home and it's just the transition of that can that be hard too as well that is extremely difficult it's almost like being an out-of-work rock star you are the rock star and everybody wants to know what's going on with you and they're looking at your belly and they think that everything's fabulous and then all of a sudden you don't have that anymore. You as a mother don't have that and all that attention is now focused on someone else altogether that and you start to think well you don't know them. I, you know me. I'm awesome. I made that baby and that baby is now on the other side of the room. Well how do you fall in the trap of isolation? So I mean you've got all this stuff going on at the hospital and while pregnant and then you come home Um, How does one fall into exclusion and everything else? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you are concerned about the baby and how the baby will react to certain things. Um, You're concerned about, like right now, a cold and flu season. You don't want to take the baby out of the house because you don't want the baby to get sick. Um, You're concerned about how the baby is going to behave in certain situations with regards to crying or maybe they're going to have an accident or maybe you're going to have an accident or there's breast milk leaking. There's all sorts of things that you're concerned about that make it easier to just stay home. Well, especially I know a lot of moms who are breastfeeding, um, that whole breastfeeding outside of the house with a cover. I mean, I could not finagle that cover. And then they, a lot of them would need a pillow and just all sorts of things. And so, um, you know, you can go on and 30 minute increments and that's not enough to go anywhere even by yourself it's not enough to go anywhere exactly and that's what I refer to as the time slip you realize that you've been home and everything's just easier at home and the next thing you know it's been three weeks 
since you've left the house and you and you ask your partner who comes home from work and can you just pick up the da 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 can you just grab the da 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 since you're already out there and that makes it easier for you as the at home parent to just stay there so is this concept of isolation primarily an American issue or um, how is that across the world um well I haven't really been across the world to investigate (laughs) however I can say that um, it would be a common occurrence if you don't have a well-established community that's involved in your life on a regular basis Mm -hmm. so if you don't have friends that are coming over to check on you or a church community or some sort of of group that's involved in your life on a regular basis I could see it being very easy to just stay home. Well, and I wonder if, you know, places, you know, I've referred to in the past, I know Sweden has a great postpartum doula situation and a lot of other places in Europe where they've got people checking on the mom afterwards. You think that would be helpful? I think it would be amazing. Um, The last time I was pregnant, I asked my husband if we could please move to Sweden. (laughs) Um, He said no. (laughs) However, you know, they have, it's so much, I think, you know, in Europe, it would be really helpful to have a lot of those systems in place here in the United States because mothers are able to take off for a whole year and have, you know, postpartum care. They have home care nurses that come in and look on the baby, look in on the mom. Um, That would be wonderful. It's not here yet, but we can hope. Do you feel like some parents you know maybe fall into isolation because they're going back to work in three months and so they're they're saying I don't want to spend any time with anybody else but just my baby right now right absolutely and you know I I wholeheartedly support that you know those first few weeks just being in the family cocoon and being at home and you know don't answer the door don't answer the phone only schedule visitors for a particular time so you know when they're coming and for how long but when you start doing that and you kind of get in the routine of doing that, then going outside of the house almost becomes agoraphobic. It's just too much to handle. Hmm. I have one daughter now. And so with this kind of same, because we've been through all of this, the isolation, things like that. Will this happen again when I have two, three you know, more children? Is that Yes, <laughs> it absolutely will. I just had my second daughter two years ago and we have also an eight-year-old. And so when the when my youngest daughter was born, the six-year-old wanted to go to the park and she wanted to go out and she was used to having that level of activity and with the brand new baby it's hard to again it's hard to get everything together and you need the diapers and the wipes and the bag and all everything and the stroller and the this and the that and then you've got a six-year-old that's raring to go and you it just becomes too much and you just go you know what forget it we're all staying home yeah put on spongebob forget it yeah <laughs> it's daunting it is daunting the second you it's add another little person in there you're like Okay, how much time can I manage to go outside the home before I come back for naps? Because now you have two napping schedules, and you those naps are sanity for a new mom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I have. Um, I call it the "I'm never leaving the house again" syndrome because the six-year-old falls apart somewhere because you have to leave because the baby needs a nap, and everybody just melts down, and you just figure, you know what? I'm never leaving the house again. That's it. We're staying home. We're ordering stuff off the internet and we're getting the cable bumped up because we're never, ever <laughs> leaving the house again, ever. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about ways to get you out of the house and reintegrate you into society. We'll be right back. 
We're back with Nikki Helms, postpartum doula, and she's here talking with us about isolation after a baby. So we've talked about ways that we can easily fall into isolation. So how do you not fall into that isolation trap, and how do you reintegrate yourself back into society, you you recommend? Um, The first thing I'd recommend is baby steps. I mean, you really want to take it slow. You don't want to overwhelm yourself with expectations of what these trips outside of the house are going to produce. Um, I might jokingly refer to it with my sister the other day as lowering the bar. You got to lower the bar for what it is that you expect to have happen when you leave the house. You cannot leave the house and think, I'm just going to run to the store and get two weeks worth of groceries. Mm -mm. Go out for milk and bread and eggs and come back. Small, small, small accomplishments are what get are what build up. Well, and, and everyone knows when you go to the grocery store without your without your kids, it's a it's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tiny vacation. <laughs> well, and I, I wanted to share again on Facebook. We had a couple people. We had um, a woman named Monica, and she said, "I thought this was helpful." Um, my husband decided I needed to have some visitors, and we set Wednesdays and Saturdays as it is as the days we'd either have someone over or we'd leave the house as a family. It helped tremendously because I found out from my visitors that. I wasn't alone in my feelings and appreciated them while they were here. And then um, the other, uh, Samantha, she writes, um, what help was a couple things. Asking for help. She wasn't good at it, so she had to force herself. She said getting up, putting a cute outfit and makeup on, even if she wasn't going anywhere, because it's just as it's just easy to f- stay in sweats all day. Um, joining mommy support groups, whether they were stroller strides or um, – things that were outside the house, um, communicating how I was feeling and not holding it all in. And after hormones regulated, things came a little bit more natural. Well, that blows my mind a little bit that isolation can actually bring you together with other moms once you realize that you're not the only one feeling isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, You were talking about baby steps. So what are some of the most friendly baby places that you're going to, when you actually decide to go out of the home, what are some of the best places to start going to? Um, Well, we're lucky here in San Diego that we have the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park, which Mm. are just fabulous. And if you have a membership, um, go. And you can go and not feel badly if you only stay for 45 minutes. You get everything packed up and you go and you hang out for half an hour, 45 minutes, and then come home. You've been out. You've seen stuff. You've interacted (laughs) with people. It's been great. And now you come home. And I think zoos around the country, I mean, Mm -hmm. also are probably pretty similar in Mm -hmm. having those programs or having good memberships for family. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's probably within the first years of my children's lives, that was the best money we spent was the money on a zoo membership. That's a good idea. Um, We also, um, you know, museums are good places to go. Um, Locally, we have free museum Tuesdays. So you can go on Tuesday. The train museum is wonderful. You go and the kids watch the little model trains go around. It's fabulous. Um, There are uh, Mommy and Me yoga programs. Um, There's Parents Movie Morning, which is my personal favorite. There's Parents Movie Morning at Hazard Center here in San Diego, and they show first-run movies, um, which are shown with the lights raised in the movie theater, the volume lowered. There's a changing table in the back. There's stroller parking, and there's other parents in the theater that are there to see the movie. And you're not watching Disney cartoons? You're not watching, thank goodness, you're (laughs) not watching Finding Nemo. You're not watching any of that stuff. You're watching, you know, things that are nominated for Oscars. But then you're not, but you're not judging others, and no one's judging you. right, and and if you happen to have to breastfeed, and your cover falls off, then you're probably not the only one. You're not not the only one. How do you do that with older children as well? Or is that something, you know, you it just can't. It's maybe maybe with your first child you do it. I actually did it with, with both. Um, with the six year old. I just found an appropriate movie okay. on a on a holiday when she was off and the baby was little and we you know, everybody go because mommy has got to get out of the house. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that I think that even 
without kids involved, there are times where maybe I'll just want to stay at home because it's easier. But once you get out Mm -hmm. and start doing things, you feel so much better. You're making, connecting with others or having new experiences. And so it seems like just a big effort is just, it needs to be made that you need to push, right? Right. You do. And you have to force yourself just a little bit, but you have to find, there's a fine line between forcing yourself in a good way and then forcing yourself and feeling guilty about not accomplishing it. So you have to find that middle ground between forcing yourself and saying, hey, yeah, okay, I did it. Mm-hmm. And forcing yourself and going, oh, man, I was only out for 10 minutes. I'm, I'm lame Well, yeah. and it's not that. So you take them all. If you have two, you go out and you're like, well, this one threw a tantrum. My, my girlfriend, um, and because she, she should call in for a parenting oops with this one, but she went to Starbucks, just wanted a Starbucks. And one kid's freaking out. The other kid takes the ornament off the tree and starts kicking it and starts going underneath people's um, things. So she's trying to go underneath there. She spills her drink, you know, and everyone <laughs> just sits and watches. <laughs> and that's not always the case because there are some helpful people out there. But then it makes you defeated and you don't want to eat. I mean, a coffee. And you're, and then at that moment, you find out where the nearest drive through yeah, right. coffee place is and you never get out of your car again to get a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's what promotes that never leaving the house again syndrome because you think about... I only wanted a coffee. I was trying to do mm-hmm. something really small, and then you just forget it. Never mind. I don't want to do so it. So I, I like what you're saying, just small things. So don't try to accomplish a lot. Even if that coffee was a total defeat, you come home, at least you went out, you interacted with someone, and the next statement, it might be better. And it's actually a funny experience. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And, and in six after. weeks, yes, after. <laughs> in six weeks, you will laugh about it. It'll be hysterical. What are some other tips to get out of the house? I know for me, I went to a breastfeeding support group at the hospital, and most hospitals provide them and I did not know that um, and it's a free thing and, and I went in this room and a lactation consultant runs it but there's a bunch of moms sitting around and we're all just chit chatting and I used to say my baby got the best feeding that day because I was so busy talking to these new moms about everything just because we had co- commonalities um, that he got the best feed because we'd just be sitting there for an hour or so and just chatting and, and I it was a there was a changing table there was no blowouts not nothing to freak out about but um, what are some other tips like that that can help moms moms and dads, uh, but get out of the house. Um, The breastfeeding support groups are really, really helpful. I know a friend who always referred to it as boob group and Mm -hmm. she'd go to boob group and they would be there and she did just that. She interacted with other moms and she was really relaxed, which of course helps the breast milk come in. And Mm -hmm. so that was super helpful. Um, I actually facilitate a maiden to mother support group on Fridays. So coming out to that group, that's a, that's a small accomplishment too. You just, you get out of the house and you get there on time. That's all you need to do. I <laughs> doesn't get there on time. That's it. Um, finding all these sorts of little, you know, new moms groups and support groups. How do you find there. a new moms group? Um, I was actually, I found that one at Nature's Whisper Yoga Studio. Um, so you just, honestly, all you have to do is just kind of Google it. I, I mean, it, I, I hate to make it sound so simplistic, but you really just sit down, take five minutes and I think Meetup is really good. Yeah, the, yeah the, Meetup is awesome. For finding those things. Meet up for that. In mm-hmm. fact, just to plug our next show, we'll be talking for a dad support group um, to Jason Creeder from Dudes to Dad. It's just an example that there's these things out there for dads to get them out there and connected as well. Yeah, it's um, a f- friend of mine. She has a support group that she found through one of the local things, and they all get together. And there are dads, because there are stay-at-home dads, right. you know, and and there are um, groups for stay-at-home dads to get together. So just because your dad doesn't mean you have to be by yourself taking care of your kid. You can go to the park with another guy. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. One of the things that happened with us is when our first son was born, and he's almost six now, um, my wife really felt isolated and alone. And I think she went through a couple pretty rough months. But uh, Facebook kind of blew up 
in the interim, by the time we had our second kid, she got a lot of pleasure from feeling more connected with people through social media. But I think there might be other people who think that there's some downsides to it too. What do you think about using social media or online forums to connect with others? Do you think that it's a good thing, a bad thing, or what, what are some of the aspects you see of it? Um, well, I can see both sides of it. I see that it can be a good thing because you don't have to send 75 emails to show the latest picture of the baby and you don't have to you know figure out why mom's email bounced back and this is too big and this fi- it's it, that can be a lot so if you were just to post the picture on facebook and say look and then anybody who wants to see it can see it and you don't have to worry about it and then the likes start pouring in and maybe like, exactly and then the interaction starts that way however it can be easier too to just do that from home so look at what we did it was awesome see and we were at home okay great and then you know <laughs> that you've interacted outside of the house that's right. been great but you didn't have to leave so, you know, it, it, it's the, it's a double-sided coin. You can do the, the good part, you know, you contact everybody and everybody gets to see. But on the other hand, you are still not leaving the house. Right. That can't be your only right. avenue. Right. When I find sometimes I get interaction with real people and I choose the social media over, you know, <laughs> like people, ha- you, oh, you all know that. We've all been on our smartphones and there's a real person, a live person who's breathing right next to you and you get on your phone and oh, yeah. you sit there and you scroll through Facebook as you you all do right now as you're pulling your phone down. <laughs> um, but I find sometimes if I'm in the middle of something and I hate to admit it, you all, all the listeners have learned these horrible, dirty secrets about me. But my husband comes home from work and I'm like, hi, Let's keep scrolling, keep scrolling, <laughs> keep scrolling. And there I have my husband being attentive, but I'm more interested in um, writing someone back about it. Toddler solution, or I'm more interested in um, getting through it, your timeline. Yeah, okay, <laughs> or interacting with people through that. And I feel like sometimes you can go too much into that. That you, you know, they've done studies that we're living in a really lonely time right now, even though we've had so much interaction through social media. So I, f- I can find. I wonder what you think about that, Nikki. Just th- that as a new mom, you, you're already in that realm of isolation. I, you know, how do you get out of diving into social media? Um, and instead of people, you know, how was that fine balance, do you think? Um, it's tricky to find. When you met, when you were just telling that story, I remembered just a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I, he was downstairs. I was upstairs. We have the two-year-old. We're putting her to bed. And I sent her downstairs for a kiss from her dad. He texts me a picture of her kissing him. <laughs> so I text him back. Send her back upstairs. It's time for bed. <laughs> so that's super easy to do. And it's hysterical because I took a picture of the interaction. But it, it's really... It's it's a hard thing to do. It really is because it's just easier to not have to communicate in an emotional way when you can just text here. Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Or you can just send a text. You can send an email. You can send a Facebook message. Interacting with actual people can be kind of daunting because they are going to react right there while you're looking at them and you may not like what they do. I think it's nice to use like Meetup or Facebook to create the in-person meetings. Like um, I know I didn't know anybody as a new mom, so I used Meetup to find other, you know, new mom groups and even if you're just having a play group at your house, you don't have to leave and, you know, make someone else leave and come over and you can still <laughs> you can still interact at least or go for a walk or, you know, have some type of communication for an hour. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, then the kids play and it's a new type of, you know, mom hangout that you never really knew about before. Yeah. Will so. it will it pass as your child gets older? Yes, it will pass. It will get better. It will pass. You will find yourself leaving the house a little bit more often because you want to enjoy the fact that as a tiny person, 
first knew in the world that they see the world so much differently than we do. And once you see them interacting with the world, then you yourself want to interact with that whole experience. You know that walking down to the end of the block is only supposed to take 30 seconds. But when you have a one-year-old, it t- could take an hour because they're looking at every little thing and they're picking up all the germy right. stuff you don't want them to pick up <laughs> and the nasty cigarette butts and the it, but they're interacting with the world because they're seeing it all for the first time and so the fact that they're seeing it all for the first time really inspires you to take some time and look around and be outside mm. well and it's true not to fall back on the social media but I have found myself you know I work on this and, and I'm in front of the computer a lot and my son's playing in front of me and um and so I'm working on parent savers and the next thing you know I'm on Facebook because you know you always scroll over to do one thing and the next thing you know you forgot why you were there and my son's playing in front of me and um he wants to sit on my lap. He wants to do something. And I'm like, no, not now, not now, not now. And I think it's a conscious decision. Shut the computer, sit down, look at him, see what he's trying to do. And it could be something as silly, like I, something that he's discovered. And I'm like, oh, and I blow it off because that's that. But um, I think it is a, the conscious decision to interact in his world and not be hurried to get through his world mm-hmm. to get back to mine. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So how can your spouse help you overcome this? Or if you're a single parent, what are your resources? Um, well, if your support network should really be just that. They should support you in, in trying to find innovative ways to get out of the house, take a walk, go to the park. Um, but you want them to be supportive and not forceful. And there again, there's a fine line between you really need to get out of the house. Yeah. And, well, come on, let's go to the mall and just walk around the mall. Mm-hmm. That that gets you out and it's supportive and it's not forceful. Um, if you have a spouse or a partner, you may want to start scheduling a date night. And just say, okay, you know, and like like your your other um, Facebook person had mentioned that they had scheduled. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are the days of the week we're going to go out. These are the days of the week that we're going to have visitors. And when you have that, it doesn't surprise you when it happens. You know it's coming. You know it's going to be on Wednesday from 7 to 9.30. The sitter's already arranged. Look forward to that time. Mm-hmm. But as the, as the partner, I would recommend going ahead and making the arrangement. Don't ask what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Just sit here. I'm, I put this all together for you. Here you go. So that way it's less stressful on the mom to ha- not have to put any of that together, not have to make any decisions. Just get in the car and go. Yeah, And, and that includes babysitter. I mean, if your yeah, spouse everything. gets the babysitter and yeah. everything and just says we're leaving at this time and then sets everything up, I think that. Because my husband will leave loose ends. And then, and then it's just like, oh, why do we even try? Why do we even? And then the next thing you know, you're driving to the place arguing. This isn't this isn't relaxing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We're sorry. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the response. And then you feel bad because I'm sorry. I know you tried. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good. I mean, that's a good model to set up for. You know, for um, once a month from there on out, after you have a baby, let let your spouse or your partner set up a date night. And that will help to, you know, that that's a whole family wellness kind of thing. You know, that will help to make your relationship better and you as parents better. And if you are in a good place with your partner, then you will be better parents. And so, you know, date night check-ins. I have friends that get up, they get up at five in the morning and they have coffee together and they just check in and they say, so how are you like in your body? How are you doing? And that quiet time without the kids and the diapers and the spit up and the breastfeeding is really important to help establish the foundation of your family and the benefit goes so so far. It's miraculous. I find another thing that um, 
for all those husbands or the partners listening out there was that my husband would come home from work and say, why don't you go upstairs for an hour? Or why don't you go take a shower? You know? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in peace, in peace. So for me, I was like, what? I can shower today? Um, but I feel like just those little times, even if I'm staying in my house, but those moments away from my child, but, but having my spouse take over instead of being like, here, he's yours, and and storming off, but having my spouse take, spouse take initiative in giving me time off, or why don't you go to the store by yourself? You know, something, I mean, you have to phrase that nicely. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Tone is very important. <laughs> or like, so let's say you're talking to your husband that day, you know, and saying... I have to go to the grocery store and having the husband respond back with, why don't you do that when I get home and I'll watch the child and you can go by yourself. That's a good way to, that's a good mm-hmm. way to do it. That's super helpful and it's way more helpful than, oh, I'll just pick that up on my way home because there again, you're setting yourself up to be isolated. But yeah, tone is super important <laughs> when you've got this sensitive person that's hormones are kind of out of whack and tone is very important. What? You want yeah. me to take a shower? I smell that? Yeah, so what are you trying to say? I didn't take a shower. I've been taking care of your kid all day. What do you want from me? So, and it goes south. South, south. No. In general, in general, the spouses are coming from a happy place and uh, or yes. your teammates or your partners and I think that's important for everyone to remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. They just want to help. They really 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 do that's great is there any other tips you can add before we finish up of how um, we can reach out for help whether it with our spouses or our friends neighbors churches um I always tell people just you know send up a smoke signal throw up the white flag you have to be able to let people know that you need help because otherwise if you don't say anything everybody just assumes oh you new mom got it all together you're Mm -hmm. out you know and i'll give you space yeah i I don't want to try and tell you how to raise your kid and that's what happens a lot of times so you've got to be comfortable with asking for help and i am not one of those people i'm not one of those people that's been comfortable asking for help ever but when i had my first one i had to learn to be comfortable asking for help and, you know, postpartum doulas, they're out there. They'll help you out. And one I actually thought I wanted to say, we have Owen. He's a panelist um, on the show sometimes. And he actually did another spouse thing to do. He would call his wife's girlfriends and invite them over. Because I feel like sometimes I, can ask, I can't ask people for help. I can ask my spouse because I feel comfortable. But I can't even ask my friends for help because they're doing their own thing. They've got babies of their own and everything else. But having the spouse reach out to my friends when I needed girlfriend support and say hey girls everyone's coming over to our house it's wine night or whatever it be um and owen did that for his wife and i thought oh that's a great idea the husband helping helping you reach out for support if you can't do it by yourself Mm -hmm. absolutely i think another idea and i talked um i actually did a blog post for this for parent savers about finding support systems and getting help when maybe you're don't have either maybe you're a single parent or maybe your parents don't live locally and other people do one of the things that i think is a really good tip is to pay it forward first that offer to help other people offer to help other people in the situation say you know what i'll take your kid for a night you go out and then you will get that paid back to you mm-hmm. as you go forward. Well, that's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, Nikki Holmes, for helping us learn about how to avoid isolating ourselves after the baby comes. If you want more information, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website, parentsavers.com. Our conversation will continue with Nikki after the show for our Parent Savers Club members. We'll be asking about services postpartum doulas give and how they can help you get back on your feet. See our website to sign up. 
We have an email from one of our listeners, and this one is from Samantha from Kentucky. And she writes, Hi, Parent Savers. I have a question about the Parent Savers Club. How do I listen to the archived episodes once I've joined? I've downloaded the app, but all the archived episodes are still locked. Help! Good question, Samantha. What I'm thinking is that you haven't gone into the settings yet of your app. So you go into the settings of your app, and then you log in your information into the app. And then it unlocks everything, and voila, there you go. Let me know if that helps, and if you have any more questions, drop us a line. That wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Don't forget to tune in to Behind the Scenes Parent Savers Club to keep listening. Next week, we're talking about a new breed of dads. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.